0: encore sensationnel
1: oh for the follow up play by Mahe.
2: oh my goodness man, what a shot
1: so good so good to the head the
2: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Uninformed Handball Hours pre-Women's EHF Euro 2022 Big Prediction Show. It's the, the three boys here, myself, Chris O'Reilly, Brian Campion to my right. How are you, Brian?
3: It's not too bad, Chris. How are you doing?
2: And below us, Alex Kulesh. How are you doing, Alex? you boys. Good to have you on Twitch again. It's, it's been a little while, but uh, we're back up and running. Yeah, well, you're the master of Twitch these days, my friend. And and those of you listening on the podcast, we are live on Twitch at the moment, but it'll be just as good for you listening only. And if you do want to see our beautiful faces, uh, then you can also head over and watch back on Twitch. But those of you with us live right now, you're very, very welcome. We're going to be here for the next two hours or so, previewing Pretty much everything there is to preview in the preliminary round of the women's ehf euro starting on friday evening we've got four very very knowledgeable guests joining us this evening uh, covering each of the four groups we have camilla haram from norway from group a we have michaela messing for group b the swedish international we have saraba Dembele Pavlovic, the former french captain covering group c with us and then Mireya gonzalez the Spanish international covering group d with us also we want to hear from you over the course of the evening with your predictions with your questions your comments everything you want to ask us or share with us over the next couple of hours as long as it's nice and friendly is very very welcome
4: it must be the biggest or the biggest collection of international goals that we've ever seen on a single Twitch show from our guests. So, oh. just between Camilla Harum and uh, Dembele Pavlovich, we have like close to 2,000 international goals there. So, uh, that's uh, it's we got some
2: real knowledgeable guests this time a, around. A, a, a solid 100 or so goals from myself as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
1: probably reach a for 12 a coach from 15. Brian. <laughs>
2: Yes, well, we we I think it is a very, a very high class collection of guests who are going to be giving us their insights. Uh, some players who are either taking a break internationally, have just retired internationally, um, or basically who have all very recently been at the uh, top of women's international handball. So it'll be great to get their perspectives, uh, not just as experts but as players as well. Um, part of the the prediction. Part of this evening is in relation to the app that uh, the Home of Handball have released again, a prediction competition. We're going to be, Alex is going to be sharing all the info on that. But first, Brian Campion, our geographical expert, is going to give us a, a lowdown on the three home nations and everything we have to expect uh, from the Women's EHF Euro 2022. Surprise! Is that what I'm meant to be doing?
3: Wow, what a curveball. Well, Christoph Selwood in the comments here has said it's great to see Yugoslavia hosting the Euro. As I said, Christoph, be careful. We're not getting getting into politics now tonight. This is all about about handball. That's why
2: I thought it would be good to have you uh, give the overview (laughs) of who's going to be hosting (laughs) this championship.
3: (laughs) Yes, who's going to be hosting this championship? In Group A, we go to Ljubljana and we'll have Norway, Hungary, Croatia and Switzerland. The only team making a debut at this EHF Euro. Group B, we stay in Slovenia. We're going to be in Celia, a very strong handball town with a big handball tradition. We're going to Denmark, Serbia, Sweden, and the host Slovenia. In Group C, that's where I'm going to be going uh, uh, tomorrow morning, actually. We're going to see France, the Netherlands, Romania, and North Macedonia, hopefully having a big crowd following them there. And then in Group D, we're in Montenegro with Podgorica. Poland, Montenegro, Germany, and Spain. So there you have it. Happy with that, Chris?
2: Fine collection.
3: Fine yeah, but, fine. but what about
4: the actual places? Any any nice facts or tidbits uh, about uh, the lovely places that the the
3: <laughs> the
4: arenas are based and the fans will oh. be
3: visiting? <laughs> Jeez, you really throw me under the bus here.
4: Have you? Have you? <laughs> some you, mean, you must have been you to Salia. Your... You. You've, you've been to Celia before, right? We were in Celia last week. You're in Selya Lasik, then tell, tell tell the lovely people what Selya is like. I'm I'm interested.
3: Selya is a very, very beautiful, picturesque <laughs> town in the, the hills of Slovenia. No, it really is quite beautiful. And the day we were there, myself and Chris, uh, it was absolutely incredible we- weather. Gorgeous. It was like a second or third summer. And the sunsets there were absolutely incredible. And when we were leaving Selya, if you get up early in the morning, it kind of sits in a lot of valleys. And the fog drops in these valleys very early morning. And you get some very, very nice picturesque uh, scenes there in and around the city. So stunning place, really, Celia. So uh, not to be missed in terms of seeing sights. And Ljubljana, look, Ljubljana, the castle, it's just an incredible city. It's one of my favorite places to go to uh, in Europe. Um, So that group A and group B, two tasty spots. And Skopje, yeah, I mean, Skopje is just crazy, isn't it? I mean, we were there <laughs> for Vardar Games yeah. over the years yeah. and some of the craziest fans you're ever going to see in your life uh, in in Skopje. So it's really, really incredible. And Podgorica, look, they have an incredible fo- following for any national team that comes uh, that comes to town. So you're going to you're going to get some some raucous fans there. So it's going to be a, a quite a wild show also there. Now, are you happy, Alex? That is that's wonderful. That's exactly it. No
4: don't tell me the, the <laughs> cuisine from each of those countries and the number one dish. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll talk how oh so. long. <laughs> all
2: right. So before we before we hear more about the uh, the predictions and get our first guest on, just a quick heads up to all of you watching at home live. We have a couple of giveaways to do today. We have one signed shirt of a team of your choice. And we have a signed ball from a team of your choice at the Women's EHF Euro 2022 to win. Look at the comments, uh, Ask Home of Handball. It's all about tokens and entering lotteries and all that stuff. Clements, who's working behind the scenes, fans of Twitch, fans of the podcast, when we're on Twitch will remember the name Clements. We mention it at least four times every time. He's working hard behind the scenes, making all of this work. And I'm sure at some point, over the next couple hours, he'll share details on how to win. You can see in the bottom left-hand corner there. Yeah, one signed match ball and one signed jersey from a team of your choice. And uh, hopefully he's going to tell us as well when our first guest is ready to come on. But before then, Alex, what's this all about? We're going to
4: try and make some predictions. And by some predictions, I mean all of the predictions. So we're going to try to predict the exact score of every single match in the preliminary round and you can join us in doing that so we've we've done up our predictions we're going to go through it one by one Um, speak to our guests we'll show you what we think is going to happen but you can also join us in the match predictor game throughout the championship so you to do that you have to download the home of handball app in there there is the match predictor game there you go there's the app you go into the competition, which is EHF Euro 2022. You can follow that uh, QR code. I love QR codes, made a huge comeback, fair play to QR code. So follow that <laughs> and you, you'll go straight into, into the app and you can join the home of handball league. So in that league, currently, you will compete up. against the three of us. We will compete against each other like we did in the men's Euro last year. So I think who won in the end between us? Pretty sure that was yeah, me. Do you remember that? I, I don't I don't remember. <laughs> Brian, do you do you remember who won?
3: Uh, I can't remember. It wasn't important. No, to no, remember that's... that because yeah, I remember we were kind of putting our scores in towards the end. But this year I'm not nice around. This year you're going to see what my predictions later on in the show. I'm taking no risks. You know I've taken this very seriously this year because I want to win it this year. Last last time I was I was a bit of a disaster, but this time I'm I'm going for gold. I think,
4: yeah, it's, it's tough. You, there is a lot to do. There's a lot of rounds, but it's, it's really fun following every, uh, every match trying to predict it. You, you know, there's a great feeling. Isn't it just a great feeling when you have a good match round and you're like, Oh my God, I know my shit. Like I know <laughs> that, uh, Croatia are beating everyone. Yes. That's exactly what I predicted. You feel great. You're on top of the league. And then you, uh, a couple of days later, you're slumping at the bottom and, uh, trying to work your way back up. So it's a fun game. Um, so join it uh, on the Homo Handball app. Join the HOH League uh, to compete against us. Uh, put in all of your predictions. You still have loads of time before the first game on Friday. Um, and you can pretty much do it throughout the tournament. Even if you miss maybe a game or a round or a couple of games, don't worry. You can get back into it with a few good results. So uh, download the app. Join the league, uh, play against us, and there is an amazing prize that comes with that league, and it, it it's sure actually is. an absolute barnstormer of a prize. <laughs> um, after the pre- preliminary round, so uh, we're gonna, everyone's gonna play, gonna top tot it up. Whoever is winning after the preliminary round is gonna win two tickets to the finals weekend of this EHF Euro 2022 in Ljubljana. That is a huge prize. Two tickets, bring your friend, um, go to Ljubljana, watch your favorite team, your favorite players compete at the highest level, and all you have to do is join the league, predict some results. You can do that in a couple of minutes, and look, you can get some free tickets to the the final. It's a pretty,
2: pretty good prize. Big old promise there from the admin. Uh, the winner can join us in the studio in Ljubljana. Very nice. <laughs> I'm not sure that's that a prize. I think it's is a, is the a winner prize. Can also... I don't know. Uh, live audience <laughs> member.
4: They can they can present some of our uh, traditional, unconventional uh, awards at the end of a tournament. How about that? Oh, that's right. Uh, they can present the wooden spoon Awards or uh, the butter knife or the, the the great awards that we give
3: right i have a question for you boys now we had a pretty wild women's Euro last time out and i think it was fair to say that croatia stole the headlines there and ruined all of our predictions what's your gut feeling for this time out what kind of tournament are we going to see maybe we maybe start with you chris
2: one with no surprises whatsoever <laughs>
3: we just, we, i think we said that every time don't we yeah, we, we do. want those to happen yes <laughs>
2: But that'll be the ultimate surprise, wouldn't it? If we see Norway, Denmark, France and Netherlands in the semi-finals in a couple of weeks, then it'll be the ultimate not surprise. But if there was
3: ever a sport that's going to smack you in the face, that's handball, huh?
4: we say We say, you know, it could be a surprise, but, you know, I, I can't see too much past the no- Norway-France final again. But, you know, we can talk about that in a bit more detail. I think there... You know watch my, my big surprise team, my big surprise team, and you're going to laugh at me, Brian. You're going to laugh at me so hard. It's Hungary. It's Hungary. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that, is, that is a world choice. We'll get to that maybe a bit later. But, uh, we'll
4: we'll get to that, that a bit later, later but, uh,
3: we'll
1: you know, that.
4: all it takes is uh, Hungary to lose their best player. Have their best performance, and I, I think that that's something that might happen. So Naomi Hafra missing for Hungary is actually going to make them better. Is my uh, my wild prediction?
2: Already, already one of the the commenters saying, "Ha, Hungary is a surprise team." Did you see us play against Germany? Well, uh, I think these pre-championship uh, friendlies always flatter to deceive, much like Hungary. In fact, when, <laughs> when they get to major championships and. Uh, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about those as well with our guests because there were some interesting results, particularly with the first team that we have in focus, uh, Norway, who managed to uh, kind of get smacked around by Netherlands in the first game last weekend. But one thing I don't think we agreed on, but maybe we should uh, give ourselves a chance to think about it. We said they're making more predictions at the end of the show. Are we going to do the usual predicting the MVP, the top score, the best young player? And then the the semi final lineup.
4: Ah, we can leave that until an another. Uh, <laughs> another
2: <state, laughs> you feeling right? pressure now already? <laughs> ah,
4: let's, if, if we're gonna predict this every is... single game, I, the, the, the the funny thing I always like when you go through game by game, because um, it always happens where you you look at individual performances or individual matches, and you you're kind of just focusing on that one match, and you know the results are put in for that, and then. You kind of put it all together and you're like, oh, shit, uh, Sweden are getting knocked out, apparently. I I actually thought they were going to win the whole thing, but individual results. So there's this comparison of individual results to what you have in your head as a maybe a semi-final lineup that is interesting to see. So I've made my predictions for every game. I have no idea who's going through top of these
2: groups. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, what, were you, uh, what do you think, Brian? Do you feel uh, do you feel like your predictions make sense with what you actually think is going to happen in the championship?
3: I mean, I think we're we're always going to see some huge surprises. I, I don't have a tournament, men or women's, in living memory where I wasn't, uh, or the, where there weren't some huge surprises. So I don't think this, this will be any different. But I did play it safe this time because I remember last time with my predictions, I was throwing some really really wild ones out there, and it really hurt me then. At certain, in certain rounds, so I have played a bit safer this time. I haven't put down any draws or any of that stuff. That th- that stuff really really hindered me last time, and uh, I was a bit because in each round or uh, in each round of games, you get to put the uh, bonus ball. What's is it called? Bonus ball? Oh, it is. Yes, yes, the bonus ball. And I've been a bit more clever this time with my bonus ball than I was last time out. So, uh. But you said there about the friendlies, Chris. It's kind of all we have to go on, isn't it, before these big tournaments. And I think we have to cling on to that, but it can be a bit deceiving because we've seen it time and time again where a team comes out and is rubbish in the friendlies. And then when the tournament rolls around, they look like a completely different team.
2: Yeah, I think that that's going to be the case with a few of the teams, particularly Norway, who... We're clearly not the team that we're expecting from them. But that's the thing with international handball. They have all these months off, and then they they come together, have a couple of training sessions, and then they they play some matches. They When we talked to uh, Henny Reista on the podcast last time, and afterwards we're talking about this new luck team, for them it was about using those games to get players blooded, get players a bit of a run in. And so, yeah, I think f- for that result we will hear from camilla who is much much more in tune on this than than we are and i think yeah, camilla haram is ready to join us so we can just go quickly into the group overview for group a and i'll do a little introduction brian did it already very very nicely but yeah we're heading to ljubljana the slovenian capital for that uh we have norway the reigning record champions with seven newcomers in their squad this time around we have Hungary, as we said, always flattering to deceive. It's been 10 years since they w- last won a medal at the Euro. They won bronze back in 2012. Then we have the queens of shock, Croatia, who were the bronze medalists two years ago. Uh, a few big players missing from them as well, but as, as we've been learn- uh, taught, we cannot make any predictions against them. and uh, We'll just have to wait and see what comes from Croatia this time. And then Switzerland, who are uh, making their debut at a major championship. Never qualified before. Lots of really young players in that one. It's going to be exciting to see how they get on. Uh, I think they have a, a tough old task in this group. But uh, yeah, that's our Group A overview.
3: I think we must be ready to go now with the guests.
2: Yes, we can bring yes. in Camilla. Yes, Camilla Haram,
3: five-time Europe Euro champion, three-time world champion champion, and one-time Olympic gold medalist. Camilla, how are you?
5: I'm good, thank you.
3: (laughs) Thanks very much for joining us. Um, Now, you this is this correct? This fact that this is the first time since 2007 that you are not in this Norway team. Is that correct?
5: Yeah, that's correct.
3: (laughs) Unbelievable. Okay, and this (laughs) unbelievable. Yes. So this time out, you're going to be not in front of the cameras on the court but the cameras somewhere else
5: <laughs> yeah that's true also uh, i'm gonna join the the viasat uh, group uh, on uh, tv as uh, a guest from uh, the last uh, group game and semifinal and final
4: yeah what what's more uh, uh, nerve-wracking going up and playing another final over these last 15 years or going up into that studio
5: no, I think um, I would rather, of course, play on the field because uh, that's what I'm used to. Uh, but um, I think also it's um, it's a bit more nerve-wracking watching the game than playing the game. Because uh, when you're on the field, you can actually do something. But when you're just uh, looking at the, at the game, you can't do anything. So that's going to be the hardest part. <laughs>
3: And of course, you know all the Norwegian players really, really well and personally and probably good friends of yours. Do you find it hard then to be partial when you have to maybe be a bit critical of them?
5: No, because uh, my role uh, on the TV, it's it's going to be like uh, a guest and we have two, uh, two that are the experts. Uh, so they will take mm-hmm. care of the negativity and I will be the positive one.
1: <laughs> all of
2: the emotion behind it, right? Yeah. <laughs> So we, when we look at Norway now, so
3: if you want to put your analytical hat on for a minute, if you look at the Norwegian team, obviously coming in here in a very similar position to a lot of tournaments, so they're coming in as, as hot favourites. But the team itself has a lot of absentees and with seven new players, as Chris said at the beginning there. Um, how do you see this squad now and what, what stage is it at?
5: No, but I think uh, like the, the base that we have with players are very good and we have uh, many good players that have been, been on the national team for many years now who has a big role. Um, and of course we have new players, but still they have been playing the uh, in Europe, some of the players and are used to like the tough games, but it's going to be something else to go into a championship and play. Um, but I think in the end we have uh, a very good team to to win the the nicest medal, uh, and um, I I think it's uh, it's good that we have new players that uh, that's joining the championship because that's the best way to learn.
4: And o- over your time with the Norwegian team, there must have been a couple of let's say generation shifts or at least new players coming in seven at a time um, while you being a constant. Is is there anything that you do or is that the Norwegian team does to try integrate those new players?
5: I think it's like uh, some of the players like uh, get a chance to be in the national team uh, when we have the the week gathering. Every month, and then new players will come and join. But I can't remember it was uh, like this before. Like seven uh, who didn't play the championship. But uh, I think that's part of the excitement because now you can't. Like we have uh, four pregnancies, uh, uh, so uh, so then you have to take new players in and uh, let them um, let them be able to play a championship. Um, but I think like the, the last generation change we have is when like uh, the 90, uh, models came, Nora and Vicky and Stine this, and this gang. But now well, we have probably the, the oldest national team uh, because we have so many players that have been there for so many years now. Yeah,
4: well, if we just seem... if you keep winning gold medals, then uh, <laughs> that the 90 and 91 is going to stick around for a little longer. It's not so old. <laughs> no, it's not old. <laughs> no,
5: it's not, it's not so old. I, I, I agree. But we have, uh, like, I think, our, because we have always had, like, an a average that was not so, so high. But I think now, uh, the last couple of years, our average has been higher than... Uh, than the rest of the national team. So But I think that's just a good sign that everyone is uh, enjoying playing in the national team and enjoying being there with each other. And uh, and uh, you can balance the family life uh, together with the, with the national team. So, And only means positive things.
3: Does it bother you as a Norwegian that the Euro is not closer to Christmas? Because we know how it's such an important Christmas event, uh, the Euro each year. And how this, way, this year it's a little bit earlier, so does it maybe feel a bit off for you personally, or is it okay?
5: Well, since I'm not playing, <laughs> it's it's okay, but um, it's very strange because this has always been like for me also when I was young. Uh, you will sit and watch with your family with all the Christmas lights around the house, and and it's just like this this good feeling, like okay, now it's starting to be Christmas and and now it's like november there's no christmas lights everywhere and um so it's it's a bit strange but um uh, this is how it is this year but uh i think uh, december is the best uh, month <laughs>
4: Oh, maybe you can still put up the Christmas lights a bit early this year, two, a couple of weeks early, still make it feel like a tradition.
5: Yeah, but remember I haven't like decorated my house for Christmas uh, since like 2008, so um, so this will be my first time that I will actually like uh, decorate my house and buy Christmas gift early and uh, just enjoying the, the holiday season, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs>
3: And we were just talking there before you came on about how in the lead up to these tournaments we have very kind of little information to go off in terms of where teams are and where they stand and all we've to go off normally are some friendlies beforehand maybe you can settle this debate for us are are we a bit crazy to read too much into these friendly games because often t- coaches are trying things and players are playing sometimes playing different positions and trying to try new, trying new uh, concepts or whatever it might be so, are they a bit misleading? These friendlies.
5: Yeah, I think sometimes they are, but still, it's very close to the to the championship that um, you want to give the trust to the p- people that will play a lot. But like uh, for uh, uh, Norisky, we uh, had a lot of uh, exchanges in um, in the games, and uh, everyone should uh, were able to try. So, um, so that was. It was good for, uh, for us, but, uh, but also I think we shouldn't leave too much in it.
2: Well, how about that, that opening loss uh, last Thursday against the Netherlands? That seemed well, a lot heavier than usual. And uh, it seemed like a lot of the, the, the talk around it was that, you know, they're very far from where they're supposed to be. Is that maybe a good thing to get that out of the way a week and a bit before the championship? Or is it maybe a little bit worrying?
5: But I think like uh, the game itself, it wasn't uh, such a, like a beautiful game to watch from from either side. Um, but I uh, I feel like uh, Netherland was playing good and they had a, a lot of saves uh, this game. And uh, we were struggling a bit with our defense and, and saves. Um, so the, the game was like turned around a bit. Uh, but I think uh, the Netherlands uh, played good uh, and uh, we were trying out uh, very almost, I think every player uh, were able to to play this game. So, um, but uh, I think these games are just like a feeling and trying to to be in the game and and like everyone should try and, and be there. But like when it comes to the to Friday and uh, and then you can like see how, how really how it really is. <laughs>
3: Well, it's been, it's been really great chatting to you. And before we let you go, I just want to get, since this show is all about predictions, we want to get your predictions for gold, silver, and bronze, and maybe, let's say, top scorer or MVP. You Ooh. can pick one of those.
5: All right. Um, of course, I will say Norway uh, at the top place. <laughs> and That's I a given. will... Okay. Uh, yeah, and I think uh, from... From, it would be fun to see, like, uh, to see Norway versus Denmark in the final. I, I had to say it, and then of course mm. we will win. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think uh, I, I think Denmark has a, a good team when they hit their strongest. So, um, and also France and, and Spain are good. But I, I, uh, I will just uh, say uh, Norway, Denmark, and Spain.
3: Ooh, nice, and then for MVP, maybe do you think it might be Henny Reich that's year, or who do you think? is Yes, I'm answering my own yeah. question there.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, for sure, I would say uh, Henny. Um, but she, because uh, she is, she is such a good player, and I think like she is a complete player with everything in her. It's uh, it's beautiful to watch her play, and um, yeah, I for sure think she will. Uh, she can both take the top scorer and the MVP, but you can't take both, probably. But, uh, but MVP, I, I for sure.
3: Lovely. Well, thank you very much. Um, we hope to see you a bit behind the camera this Euro and then back on the court sooner rather than later. Thanks very much for joining us. I'm going to talk to you soon.
5: Thank you so much.
2: Thanks, Camilla. No surprises there in uh, Camilla's guesses. As I predicted, this is going to be the championship of no surprises which is, a, is not exactly probably the tagline that the HF want to be going for this <laughs> <time>. <laughs> But I think of all the groups, this is... Uh, group A has to be the
4: non-surprise group, right? Uh, Croatia, you know, we, we have Croatia there because,
2: but oh, I don't know.
4: <laughs> but from a pure kind of preliminary round uh, perspective of who's going to get through this group, um, it, it's looking clear enough from my perspective anyway
3: norway to just romp through the group did you not say at the top of the show that hungary are going to win gold no or what did you say oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're gonna
4: they're gonna win gold but they're gonna get romped by norway in the in the preliminary round and then ah right it's it gonna on. be okay Mm. It's, it's, it's gonna be a comeback story it's gonna be everyone just when everyone is talking about oh classic hungry you know they're gonna drop it again they might even be losing at halftime to switzerland at one stage you know we can get to that level <laughs> <and then laughs> it's, it's gonna tasty. be it's gonna be a huge turnaround
2: <laughs> shall we look at uh shall we look <laughs> are we look at the <laughs> at our own predictions in a in a moment oh it's a nice graphic about norway um Eight times winners—that's that's disgusting, isn't it? I think <laughs> it's that's only two nice. times. It's <laughs> only two times they haven't uh, been medalists at this championship in the Euro. It is—it's uh, really remarkable, and it, it says a lot that uh, Camilla has been there with part of the team since two thousand and eight, and missing her first championship. We talked a little bit more about that that wing position uh, last time with the Henny Reisler podcast, so we don't have to go into it too much, but uh, even with uh, Camilla and Sana missing on the left wing, they're very well covered. Maybe that line position could be a worrying thing for them, but probably not something to worry about for them in the preliminary round. If Clements is ready to throw up the predictions from the three of us, we haven't seen each other's predictions. Uh, so I haven't even really surprise. seen my own, so... <laughs> 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 okay, uh, Sorry, you, you know had the wrong group up, happens, up you, there. This sort of mean, I like.
4: I'm telling you right now that I've uh, I'm predicting Hungary to do well, but like I could have my match predictions could have just ended up with Hungary leaving the preliminary round. So let's let's check it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward.
2: In the preliminary round, you just need to be better than one team, and then you make it into the main round. It's not yes. not rocket science. Uh, at this point, yeah. when we get into the main round, when it becomes really tricky. Um, but with, should, should uh, we with expect, Switzerland... oh, Here we go. Should we expect
4: anything from Switzerland? Do we have. Do, we, do any of us have Switzerland picking up a point? Let's have a look here.
2: Uh, so? No.
3: I don't think so. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. Not even close. Well, yeah. uh, all of us have that. Uh, so the Croatia Switzerland game. <laughs> the The final group game we have as as fairly close. I have uh, a four goal win for Croatia. Brian has a two goal win. Alex with a three goal win. Um, but yeah, we besides that, I have to say, Alex, that's uh, that's very disrespectful to Croatia that opening game against Norway thirty six twenty three. I it's like like...
4: Norway just. I like I, I like Croatia and even there I have them drawing against uh, Hungary, uh, my big favourites, uh, but they just can't play against Norway. They just uh, they, they keep getting destroyed by them and uh, I think that's, that's going to happen again. Ryan, what do you think? It's a the bad bad stylistic out to you here. matchup.
3: What's popping out to me here? I think we've all played it very safe in this group and Alex forgot to put on his bonus ball. So we're already winning. Uh, one of yes. us and
2: Chris put two right, bonus I'll... balls. That's <laughs> yeah, hey, that's both, illegal. But we have we have five of them. Oh, ah, okay, yeah, I've yeah, only put yeah, four fair. down.
3: <laughs> 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 I'm already losing, guys.
4: Nice.
1: Oh, no.
3: nice. yeah, oh,
4: that's I'm, how confident I'm, I'm, I am. I don't even need bonus balls to beat you, boys. There you go. <laughs> uh, bonus
2: balls for those of you who don't have any idea what that is. That gives you extra points. It's like a multiplier. If you're very confident about a result, as I appear to be. switzerland not winning a game uh in the group then you can put your bonus balls on it and uh brian has played it safe there with a a norway victory over switzerland being a bonus ball something i will say about switzerland like they are qualified for the first time i think they have five teenagers in the team very very young team a couple of 17 year olds 18 19 uh, very much building for the future, and uh, Martin Albertson, who's the coach, Danish coach very got an Instagram. He's uh, always been Barry sharing did. his his work with the youth teams as well. He seems to have done a bit of everything with uh, Swiss handball since taking over. So I think it's a great opportunity for them. They have they're co-hosting the Euro in two years' time. So this is uh, a chance for them to build. But really, it's a it's a tough group uh, for them to try and get out of. It looks like. Uh, we're seeing that final game against croatia as one that'll be their their best chance at least uh, all pretty close though on on hungary against uh norway at the end uh, i i also think the, the that croatia hungary game you, chris
4: yordanian who was stuck to uh, our lessons learned from 2020 and uh, croatia actually uh surprising and winning so you have them beating hungary 26-24 mhm uh I've, I've half stuck to my rule uh, by having a draw 23-23 between Croatia and Hungary. And Brian is uh, just falling into the Hungarian trap again and predicting a 29-28 win for Hungary.
3: Still, still don't trust Croatia? Right. That, that, was, that was one game I changed the score four times before I finally... <laughs> I went over back 29-28 either side and then I just settled on that then. So that was a very, very hard one to call. Look, they're, they're two entities. You just don't know what's going to happen. With, Croatia looked good in the in their friendlies that they had so far. Hungary did and did not. So it's really, really hard, hard to know what kind of side we're going to see when, when Hungary roll out. I mean, Hungary missing, missing half and missing... Bianca uh, Biro as well I think is a huge loss in the goal I think it's not fully sure if she's going to play or not but at the moment she's down there's a question mark over her name and uh, she's always one that they can rely on so that's a, a big loss for them so yeah hungry Croatia very very hard to call
2: I think we've got our next guest ready to go Michaela Messing so Alex introduce us to group B let me, let me
4: introduce you to Group B, which will take place in Selya. And we were talking about, uh, with Vid Kaftishnik uh, about the, the crowd at Selya uh, yesterday. And he just said it will, it's going to be magical. So I, I'm pretty excited for that. I'm very jealous, Chris, that you're going to be there for these games, uh, where Slovenia uh, will be the home nation playing in uh, their kind of hub of handball. Celia uh, and one of the world's you know big talent factories against them there's going to be a Scandinavian Derby in Denmark and Sweden and uh, Serbia completing uh, the quartet there so um, looks like to, to be quite a tight group uh, from my perspective Slovenia haven't made it out of the main round uh, since uh, since 2004. So uh, they've had some pretty poor results in in the Euros 16, 13, 14, 16. So they're going to be hoping for a big result, uh, probably against Serbia to get them through. And it's they're going to rely on that home crowd. um Interesting point here. It, it's really going to come the the Slovenia Serbia game is the last game uh, of the group, and uh, the coach for Serbia is uros Bregar who was the Slovenian coach for 6 years uh, previously so it's it's this big showdown of the the coach who you could say brought Slovenia to where they are today um coming up uh, and a Serbia team which is uh yeah they're they've lost a few big stars uh Andrej Lekic uh Katarina Krepet Slezak uh Dragan Svic all uh retiring so it's it's a new look serbia team it's it's going to be exciting um uh, i would say two two levels to this group but uh i think anything can happen uh as well
2: yeah i'm really looking forward to to this group and that leads us nicely to our next guest uh swedish international who's had spells in germany in romania most recently in uh, copenhagen in denmark uh, taking a career break at the moment due to an issue that i know all too well uh, knee surgeries and, and knee problems but uh, still very much involved in handball uh, working as a player development uh, officer for Alling sauce in sweden and is also uh, svt's uh, expert as well for their matches they played over the last few months both in the men's and women's competition and if claimants is ready to bring michael on there she is Michaela Messing how are Hello. you?
6: I'm good how are you?
2: Very good really nice to have you on uh, as we mentioned you're nice taking a, a active career break at the moment but uh, how is that going for you and, and how are the knees?
6: Um, the knees is not that good unfortunately but I can play paddle so, so that's, that's good. <laughs> I'm back. No, but, but, uh, for handball, it's, uh, it's no good with the knees. So I'm trying to, to work like normal, normal people do. And, uh, yeah, it's hard to work, but it's, uh, it's fun as well.
2: Well, it's, uh, it's nice to have you here with us and you give us a very nice perspective on the, the Swedish team heading into this championship. Uh, you were working at their last couple of games, the, the, preparation matches they had and uh, and first of all what what are your uh, what's your perspective on those games against czech republic and what did you notice about the team
6: yeah i think it's it's hard to to talk about the games because the first one was crazy sweden won like really big and if you look at that game you can say that sweden is really it's really good uh, going into the europeans so yeah but the other game was really bad so I don't know what to, to say uh, about the games. It's, it's very hard to predict how it's going to go in the, in the championship. So
2: We talked a little bit with Camilla Harum about that and the Norwegian team beforehand. Players-wise and, and bringing the squad together, uh, how, how do you feel it looked? Like there were there's some players coming into the squad for the first time, a little bit of competition for players as well, and it seemed like there was uh, quite a bit of rotation In the squad as well so that did anyone really stand out for you over those couple of games
6: not really I would say like the ones who everyone knows is good like Jemina uh, Hogman and all of those names were playing good and behind it was it was nothing special I think Um, but I think that Sweden has to to play with more distance shooting is that what you're saying (laughs) in english i don't know yeah, yeah. and uh, they have good players for that as well so i think that would be the key for sweden to to um yeah to go far in the in the european
4: and do you think there's maybe a bit more pressure on a player like Amina roberts who um who has kind of become the leader of the team kind of the real star of the team over the last couple of years and i don't know over the last couple of tournaments it's almost been a bit of a surprise to everyone how good she is, but now everyone kind of expects it from her. Do you think there's a pressure on her to be the star for Sweden?
6: Yeah, of course, and she's the captain now as well, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of pressure pressure on her. Um, but I think she as a person is like really relaxed, and she's always very cool. I think like she's not playing with pressure. Um, so I think if someone can handle it, it's her. But, of course, the team knows she's the best player for Sweden, so they're going to be hard on her, so it's very important that the other players in Sweden um, are taking their space as well, because they're going to be space, space for them when uh, Gemini is playing.
2: Particularly the combination with the, the line players is, is going to be really important there. It seems like Sweden has uh, established itself as as the best line combination in the last couple of years. And uh, it seems like they, they're in good form again.
3: With you uh, keeping such a, a close
2: eye on the team, maybe
3: you can give us a bit of insight there. We we were talking about it before you came on, how this Euro feels like we're going to see a lot of new names coming into each team. And it feels a bit like of a generational change uh, over the whole Euro. Um, maybe Sweden were hit a bit, a bit less by injuries than other teams, but I'm sure maybe you could point some names out to us of players we could look out for in the Swedish team, maybe some young up-and-coming names.
6: Yeah, um, I think we we have two really good like youngsters or <laughs> how, what you can call them in Uh, uh the left back, uh, the daughter of the of the coach, and also a right back named Nina Kupang. I don't know if you know about her, but she is a name for the future for sure. I don't know how much she's gonna play in the in this championship, but she is gonna be. She's going to be good for Sweden for a long time. I think she is. I think she's complete as a handball player. She can, yeah, she can do anything. She's really, really strong. So I hope that she is going to play some this championship as well. I think she's ready for it.
2: Uh, Tira Axner is a name that I've I've been hearing quite a bit over the last couple of years, even before the last championship. Uh, as you mentioned, it's uh, the the coach's daughter, which I think adds another bit of uh, I don't know if it's it's pressure, but uh, bit of scrutiny onto her as well. Uh, but what do you think makes her such an uh, exciting player? Uh,
6: she's bringing something special to the, to the Swedish team. I think she is um, a different kind of player, like not like the other ones. Um, she has a really good distance shooting. Um, and she's very interesting for the future, of, of course. Um, I don't know if she's ready yet to take on this big role uh as the distance shooter for for sweden but she's very much a name for for the future and um i think she knows she's there for for shooting like she has a very um she knows she's there to shoot so if she does that she's gonna play even though it's maybe not goal every time
2: a nice simple approach just give uh, give me the ball and uh, when you're in position shoot that's
6: nice it was the same for me so if I was shooting yeah. I was playing maybe it's not goal every time but <laughs> sometimes <laughs>
2: And for this Swedish team, they've been knocking on the door at the championships over the last few years. They were in the quarterfinals of the last two world championships. They were fourth place in the last Olympics. So they've been, they've been there, thereabouts. Um, what do you think uh, they need to achieve during a championship? You've been a part of the, the team as well. Of course, there's fine margins between you know being fifth and, and maybe breaking into a semifinal. But what do you think really needs to go in Sweden's favor? What needs to click for them? To have a chance of getting a medal this time around.
6: I think that Sweden needs to have more players who's doing is good. Like like Jamina is good, Hogman is good. Everyone knows it. But we need more players to to play good. Like when they're not playing good, we need another line who can play as good as the first line. If you know what I'm, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, I think yeah, we have a. A lot of good players but then they need to find the role in the in the team I don't know how to describe it better but you understand what I mean
2: we really understand what you mean yeah no, that that seems fair um I will leave you with with one last question which is a theme throughout the whole uh, evening because this is a prediction show and uh, we're going to ask you to give us some predictions for the championship as well And you can either put Sweden in this group of three medalists if you want. If not, maybe you can tell us where Sweden are going to finish. But gold, silver, bronze and um, a player that that you think from the whole championship is really going to stand out or or take us. Maybe not by surprise, but really going to impress at this championship.
6: Okay, we start with the gold medal. I think it's France who's going to take it. Actually, I'm going against (laughs) Hadam. And I think (laughs) (laughs) Norway is going to take the silver medal this time. And I think Netherlands is going to take the bronze.
2: Okay. Then where is Sweden? I see it now. uh, Maybe
6: (laughs) (laughs) Sweden is not taking a medal. I don't think so. They're going to have like... Yeah, it's going to be hard. But who knows? Maybe. I hope. I hope. And for the player... I'm going to say the same as Camilla did. It's boring, but I think so. I think it's Henry stud I don't know how to say it in English, but yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> she's uh, she's phenomenal. Okay, that's two out of yeah, two so, for Henry. Reistad. So good. So good, it's boring. Uh, but I don't think
4: her yeah, style not, play it's is. Not even, at all. It's not
6: even funny for the <laughs> other players. <laughs> it's not even yeah, funny. Lovely.
2: Uh, Michaela, thank you so much. I uh, hope you enjoy the championship as well and, uh, and see you for a game of paddle, hopefully, uh, sometime soon. Yeah? For sure. I'll be up for it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank Hello. you so much. That was Michaela Messing. Yeah, two out of two for Henny Rice as MVP. That's, uh, that's big. Uh, those of you watching at home, uh, I think it's time for you to start giving uh, the comments as well who you think your MVP is going to be. It's making my. My prediction at the end seemed a bit boring. I'm not, not to give too much away, but, uh, that's what I'm saying is this, this whole championship is about. Uh, Clemens has some graphics to show us as well. And, uh, here we have Denmark, who, uh, are the other big Scandinavian team. Alex, you mentioned them in your, uh, intro to the group. Ryan, you spent a fine, Two weeks or two and a half weeks in Denmark two years ago at the European Championship. So I know it's a team that's close to your heart. Uh, what do you make of them at this championship? Um, well,
3: my memories of, of the hotel in Denmark last time out are, are beautiful. Um, didn't leave it for almost three weeks. Um, no, but seriously, this team—it's a very interesting one. It's very hard to know because I think in... In the in preparation for this, they lost to both the Netherlands and uh, Norway. So it's tricky to say where they are at the moment, but they do have a huge amount of of quality. And when you have a player like Sandra Toft in goal, I mean, she is arguably the best keeper in the world, and uh, she's one which every single Euro she never fails to impress. So you know you're going to have her to rely on, and uh, so yeah. I think they could do very well and I hope they their form picks up from, from how they were playing in the in the friendly matches. But they're gonna be there thereabouts. I say they're they're top they're almost guaranteed top four. Yeah, it's it, i think Denmark are a really interesting team. Um
4: they've been progressing a lot under Jesper Jensen and they're this we talked about it uh, in the previous championships, how they don't necessarily have standout players of course their goalkeepers are incredible that's 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 for sure and but even there they have two of them who are incredible so it's not like they have one or two players standing out out in positions and um it's this real team so that's why i i feel like out of all the teams I expect them to continue improving and be on the same trajectory, because they're just moving together as one unit. And they, in twenty twenty, they got that fourth place, which was a bit unlucky. Then they got over a hurdle, uh, getting a bronze medal in the world championship in twenty twenty one. I think that's it's a big step to finally get on that podium for Denmark. And uh, who's to say that they can't? Uh, make another step and this time make it to the final. I think there's a real belief in um, in this team, for in, in the country. So being in Denmark, there's a belief in Jesper Jensen and what he's doing. So uh, I, I have pretty high hopes for Denmark.
2: I'm worried about the uh, lack of Lena Hausdard, though, who, for me, was she their best is... player at the championship. <clears throat>
4: She's absolutely your favorite player.
2: I think every yes. time
4: we've uh, spoken uh, Danish women's team, you've you've managed to bring up Lena
2: Husted in one way or the other. She, but she's ridiculous. Uh, she was an amazing defender at the World Championship and just had this really unique and difficult counter-attacking ability. Uh, so that's a big miss for them in the center of the defense. Um, but yes, I do believe that they'll uh, go deep into this competition and uh Slovenia how deep will they go you uh you mentioned it there Alex that they they may have a bit of a do or die game against Serbia uh but a home nation like this they're expecting to go all the way they have a player who (laughs) at different points over the last five years has been the, the best player in the world they have some decent players overall uh are we are we completely disregarding the the home nation boost here for a team like this?
4: Yeah, we're not disregarding <laughs> it and saying that they'll make it to the main <laughs> round for the first time since two thousand four, and that's you know that's enough of a home nation boost from sixteenth place in the last championship. <sighs> uh,
2: you know, it's and a is- Dramat- yeah, but they they are they are so much better than. Not making the main round in 18 years. I really don't understand it with with Slovenia. They're the, they're like over the last few championships, they've always been a team to, you know, they would get knocked out, but on their way, they'll have beaten Norway or Russia or the Netherlands. We have a comment there: the best Slovenian result ever incoming. Trust me. Well, I hope I hope you're right. That's not even that much of a statement, though. That yeah, they have to finish <laughs> eighth place to, to get the best <laughs> Slovenian result. So I, I agree that they might do it. Ryan, you've been to you've been to Crim games they've got a nice Crim contingent here. Give me something to believe in with this host nation.
3: Oh I don't know Chris I don't I'm not sure myself.
2: <laughs> I would love to think so I would
3: lo- it's, it's always great when the the hosts do well in the tournament but the biggest problem I think with Slovenia is Anna Gross and it's not the problem she is but it's just every time you mention Slovenia, no wait, hold on a second before you make this is not hot <laughs> is that all, all that everyone talks about is besovina is Anna Gross and it just shows you how she is just head and shoulders above everyone else in the team and it's so clear in that regard and I think for them to do well they're going to need some of those secondary players to really really ramp up their game and, and, and start performing because they lost obviously twice to uh, Croatia in preparation for this Dragon Adjit Adjit adj, oh, Adjit oh God tongue twister someone finish her for me Dragon I yes. uh, There we go. Uh said he wasn't actually all disappointed with how they played, but I mean, yeah. I think they're gonna need players maybe like Stanko to step up or um Elizabeth Imorge also. She's someone who could who they, they need to, oh I've mispronounced that after that. Chris is smiling. Oh yeah. Oh I've never yeah, had, absolutely I've, I've <laughs> never actually heard
2: someone say that name out loud. I just Elizabeth I just love how you 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 kinda of ducked out of the end of the pronunciation like Omeregi, <laughs> <laughs> I mean Elizabeth Omeregi. Interestingly enough, I think she's like half Greek, half Bulgarian, uh, but played long enough in Slovenia and uh, and took Slovenian citizenship. Uh, but th- that is that is a good backcourt, though. with Sanko, Omeregi, and Gross. I mean, that if they're all fit, they're all firing. They could they could match anyone. Who
3: yeah, comes in next? Think... Oh, that's my big question.
2: Not important. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Doesn't matter.
4: But like even the fact that they have Omaregi uh, coming in is a big change. So, so she only joined in twenty twenty, joined Savinia's squad in twenty twenty, and now they have a complete backcourt. Um, you know, with Stanko Omaregi and Anna Gross instead of just Anna Gross uh, <laughs> a few years back uh, and some filler. So it, now that we're talking about. The team with those players, um, she yeah, uh, it, it seems like there's a bit more completion to this team, and there's a bit of drive, and uh, there's a comment there to give the full yeah. background. So Maregu was born in Athens to who had a Nigerian father and a Bulgarian mother, and uh, played in uh, Italy for a while, I believe, and and but now she is Slovenian, having been there um for uh, enough time to s- get the citizenship so uh thank you for that Radu suits uh it's a real mix uh, uh for Omar Egi, yeah. but uh i think she could be a key player
2: and also dragan adsic in there he masterminded some great times for montenegro they're just they're going to they're going to make the most of this i i feel it yeah, well, we'll see, won't we? We'll see. They're going to face off against Serbia, and we also had a comment earlier, which is, um, which is really nice that uh, Urosh Bregar, the Serbian coach, will be facing off against his wife, Tamara Mavsar, who's the one of the Slovenian left wings. And uh, they'll be opponents in the, which That's incredible. Uh, considering <laughs> there's a main round spot on the line, one of them will be going home. And after this, after this game, so uh, well, no love lost there. Uh, uh, do you wish you should have looked before the, the game or what do you do? Tomorrow? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that one. That's for sure. Uh, definitely keep an eye on what's happening pre-match and during the match. Um, you know yeah, I'd love to be there to like just to interact with the actually. wings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just to keep a camera on them for the whole time uh, to see the interaction when she's on the wing nearest to the, the sideline. Uh, Serbia nine-time euro participants they uh, had their best result 10 years ago uh, when they were at home uh, finishing in fourth place they they've looked promising the last couple of championships but uh, as you guys mentioned before there's a lot of uh, a lot of players who've retired from the national team uh, not looking quite as as strong as they did before i think having Oros Bregar there as coach is maybe a bit of an advantage because he knows those slovenian players so so well yeah, hard to know what to expect from them. I think they're they're going to be a bit of a, a random rocket of a team. Uh, you know, they might end up getting a draw against Sweden or Denmark, but then uh, losing against Slovenia.
4: Now now we see what they we don't, predicted. They don't even have. A,
2: they don't even have a
4: heart of the team uh according to this graphic so uh oh my goodness they have to figure out their new heart let's say uh they, they've lost they've lost some big organs uh going into this tournament so they, they need to find their uh their heart their
2: brain and uh what was the other thing in Wizard of oz their courage courage yeah oh, they have plenty of courage that's for sure so group b predictions clemens give us it what do we got here bonus ball in there for brian Saying that is going to be a heavy victory for Denmark over Slovenia. And for I you, for people at home,
3: you would have realized that in my in our push on social media at handball hour, I said that Slovenia were going to win. So since then, I've changed my mind rapidly.
2: Yeah, uh, a ten goal, <laughs> so much so, uh, <laughs> a ten goal uh, turnaround. Um, yeah. So i I, I feel like you know, opening game of the championship, home team against uh, a slightly better team in in Denmark. I, I, it has draw written all over it, and I know we should have learned our lesson and not gone for draws anymore because it's the least likely thing to happen. Uh, so for predictions, it's not good. But I'm going for. I've got a couple of draws in in the preliminary round, and this is one of them: Denmark against Slovenia. No, I think Slovenia maybe have forty minutes of very good handball
3: on them in that open game, but then everyone can play well for forty minutes, and I think then the, the, the Danish bench will just be so superior, I'd imagine, so that they'll really. Really kick oh, yeah, on but then.
4: 40 minutes with a full arena on the first game of a home championship, you know, that stretches out to 60. That stretches out to 80.
1: <laughs> <And>
4: That's <laughs> still
2: not enough for me where I have Denmark actually beating them by one goal. <laughs> mm, it looks like every... <laughs> exactly. Every other game... So as the first and the last game, we have disagreements. Every, every other game, we have agreed uh, to one extent or another uh, on the result so that's
1: i find it really right. interesting Am I right the, there?
2: This, yeah the the, the denmark
4: serbia game all of us have a really tight game for some reason mm-hmm. i don't know uh, on, on paper uh, that's probably not going to uh, not what you'd expect but all of us
2: seem to think that uh, denmark are actually going to struggle in this group i no, I, just, I, don't I i never see i never see serbia lose a game by many it's always a scrap mm. They're going to they're gonna make everyone scrap for victory.
3: Um, yeah, I could, in my head, I was just seeing Serbia slowing that game down so much and just making an absolute scrap out of it. And yeah, as Chris said, there's never an easy match against Serbia. When they come to the Euro, they really are wearing the, wearing the badge of honour. So I could just see them just dragging that game down to a really, really slow pace and beating lumps out of, out of
2: Denmark. Then where we don't agree is the final game, the uh, Scandinavian Derby. Denmark against Sweden. What looks like it could be for the top spot and a couple of extra points in the main round. I've gone for a one-goal victory for Sweden. Ryan's gone for a two-goal victory for Denmark. And Alex has gone for a five-goal victory for Sweden over his adopted homeland. Alex, explain yourself.
4: I... I really trust Yamina Roberts. That's that's it. I I like she she is an absolute star and uh yeah, she's uh, she's just shown to be a, a huge star and that's what I was asking with Michaela as well, is she ready to like be the absolute leader of this team to, to actually be the player that takes them over next level. Um and uh, I think that um uh, Michaela said that uh she she has the temperament to have no problem with being the star and yeah um, I don't know anonymous why Zebra. I have Denmark performing so poorly <laughs> in the preliminary <laughs> round
3: So insulting but uh, Anonymous Zebra saying here Chris only one taking risk on Denmark Slovenia look I said it to you last time out I was taking so many risks I ended up well, in last, last place, place. and v- very <laughs> far behind everyone else because I was taking all these hipster picks, so not, There's nothing hipster about me this time out, I'll tell you that. So I am going as safe as anything this time out. So, yeah, Anonymous Ebra, you feel free feel free to take all the risks you want
2: on the Home of Handball app,
3: but uh, not this boy.
2: Shall we take a, a little break before we go into Group C? I think uh, we're running, I think, just about behind time, as we expected. So maybe we can take a little break if Clements is ready uh, for some mid-show entertainment, and we'll be back with Group C and D. And there you have it.
3: Well, I hope you enjoyed that. A lovely look back at the last Euro. We're all
2: living in a bubble. Good memories from that, boys. Yeah, I was uh, sitting where I am right now for that whole championship. And I think Alice can say the same. I <laughs> was the same. I was the same. And I, I enjoyed it. It was a good, it was
4: just, remember how happy we were that it was happening. You know, that was a, uh, it was still happening. We were able to watch live sport and some of us weren't trapped in a hotel room for two weeks. So it was okay.
3: So we're going to start now looking slowly at Group C while we wait for our guests uh, to join. This is uh, going to be the group I'm going to in Skopje, and it's going to be France, Netherlands, Romania, and North Macedonia. And I don't know about you guys, but I feel like this one could be a really, really wild one. Why is that, Brian? You have France in there, and I think France. a lot of people are tipping France to do very, very well. This time, they're, they're runners-up in the Euro, they're runners-up in the world, they're Olympic champions they're really knocking on this Euro door and they really want it. And then the Netherlands have looked very good in preparation for this, even despite not having the the likes of Lois Abing or Tess Vester and Danny Snelder, who are big losses for them, but they do have a lot of young talent coming through very much like Norway do. When someone seems to go missing, they seem to have this conveyor belt of new players that can just step in. The Dutch seem to have been blessed with that same gift. And then you have Romania. Look, Romania they are missing uh, Christina Laszlo, who's going to be a big loss for them, and they do in goal. But they still have the Queen of Handball, Christina Niagu, who is going to uh, all, all, is always there to light up the court each each Euro and has one of the best followings in handball. So they're always going to be fighting for every single game. And North Macedonia, they're going to have, to have the home crowd support. And as I said at the top of the hour, handball in Macedonia really is different gravy. To everywhere else. And if you've never been to a handball game in Macedonia, you should really check it out. And this would be a very good opportunity to go do that.
4: We have a special guest in Saraba Dembele Pavlovic, uh, the former France captain. Uh, she has also won a world championship. She's got a gold medal for a European championship, plenty of medals across her lucrative career with France. Two hundred and ninety-one games and eight hundred and forty-eight goals. So, uh, she she knows how how to win. So we'll figure out if if this French team can can do it. So welcome, Sirava. Thank you, hey, Sirava. Thanks thanks for joining us. And uh, as as Chris mentioned, you you have a special co- collection uh, connection to this group. So of course you're a player for France. Um, you're a former player for Vardar in Macedonia. And, of course, yeah. you're a current player for CSM in Bucharest. So you have a bit of a special connection to each team. What, what's your view on them?
0: They are my friends. I can uh, just tell this. Uh, you know, uh, it's uh, I have been there uh, so many years. And uh, I can say that the connection, it's like, uh, yeah, I consider uh, French national team, the girl, like uh, my friend, like uh, some, like uh, my sister. It's a really uh, special uh, connection. And and what
4: memories do you have of uh, of maybe playing in Macedonia for Vardar? Because that's that's where this group will be uh, based. So uh, what memories do you have from that kind of amazing time for for that women's team in Vardar?
0: Well, it was uh, really uh, amazing. Uh, my uh, what I remember from uh, there it's uh, it's uh, really the the fans. Uh, Every time uh, when we were playing in the Jan Sandensky Hall, it was, wow, a fire. And uh, this for me, it was a new experience for me. I was uh, a little bit young, you know, in my first uh, uh, outside experience, outside France experience. And uh, this uh, really impressed me. And uh, when we were playing Champions League there, it was, wow, this is, uh, I never see this in my life really the atmosphere in the Hall, i never see this in my life yeah i think we can
4: all expect a, a pretty fire atmosphere there again but maybe focusing a, a little bit on on this french team um and one kind of position that's that st- stood out to me kind of looking at the team is uh the goalkeeper position um because of course leno is is no longer with the team and Laura Glauser uh, will be missing for uh the yeah. tournament which means that a position that's usually so strong for France. Maybe is looking a bit shaky. Mm. What what mm. What is your view on that? Who is going to be the, the first goalkeeper?
0: Yeah, of course, Cleo will be uh, the first goalkeeper in the most experience. And I think uh, Cleo also have proved a lot in the uh, international uh, world handball. And uh, of course, it's a little bit new for France national team because usually they go with uh, two really strong goalkeepers. And uh, now, uh, two uh, new goalkeepers are there. They don't have uh, experience in this uh, kind of level. So um, it's a little bit uh, like uh, we don't know what uh, will happen in this position. But I stay confident. It's uh, some young, uh, really interesting goalkeeper, and uh, they can uh, be a surprise. It's,
2: uh, it's a really strong French squad. Besides that, and pretty much everywhere in the team, it's, it's players that we've seen. Pick up championships in the last couple of years, and players who, I mean, it seems like a new generation is coming through as well. And uh, and I, I just wonder, do you think that this is already kind of building towards yeah. the the next Olympics as well?
0: Yeah, it's uh, of course it's. Uh, I think they are working on the uh, Olympic gold. Uh, there is a new generation, a new uh, new young girl. Uh, but I think there is still a base uh, like uh, Grass, like Estelle, like um, Laura Flip, and um, uh, Fopa. Also, there is still uh, some strong base uh, which uh, make me uh, think that uh, this team is, think- is still uh, on level and maybe. Uh, uh, Olivier integrates some new young player to put a little bit fresh, <laughs> fresh power, uh, this little bit of uh, younger craziness uh, to give uh, something uh, more and of course to work for the future.
3: How was it for you then dealing with having to watch the French national team play? Was it difficult in the beginning or how have you dealt with that? And how is it now going into this tournament?
0: i can say uh, to be honest uh, for me just the olympic game was difficult for me to look because i wasn't there because of my injury and uh, this is not m- this wasn't my decision so this was little bit difficult for me uh, after it was my choice uh, i have different life with uh, my son and uh, now <laughs> it was good for me to uh, watch the team in my uh, in my living room and uh, enjoy to see my uh, friend uh, performing and uh, of course uh, support uh, them.
4: We have to mention maybe the, the the big elephant in the room and that is France uh, losing two finals in a row to Norway Um, so that's uh, how do you <laughs> yeah. feel the the French team is going to be thinking about this tournament will they have their minds on Norway or will it be a a kind of a different approach
0: no because um, uh, I think uh, the French national team uh, mentality is uh, really to um, to uh, go step by step in the competition because uh, they know that uh, european championship it's a really hard competition uh, now uh, handball shows that uh, uh, every team can beat every team so you need really to stay focused in, in every step uh, every step from the first game and uh, they cannot think about, uh, I don't know, the final or I don't know what, you know. I think they just think about uh, the first game and after the second, the third, and uh, they will see after.
4: It's going to be a really interesting tournament. And in the group, uh, I think the big game is going to yeah. be against the the Netherlands. Uh, how do you think yes. that will go? That will be a, a real hard test for them at the start.
0: Yes, I think uh, yeah, it will be a really um, tough game for them. Because I have seen uh, Netherlands play now some friendly game uh, this uh, last week and they really impressed me. They really impressed me. I feel like they are back on the shape. They are back on the game. They can be uh, one of the surprises of this uh, European Championship and um, it will be a very good test for uh, France uh, French uh, team uh, against Netherlands.
2: We have a, a think... question here on the, on the chat. What do you think about the the left wings, uh, your your position with Valentini and, and La Source uh, had an amazing year so far. Do you think that they together will be uh, enough for this French team because it's it's a player, or it's a position which uh, over the years, France have always been so strong on and also with the, the amazing defence that France always play, counter-attacking being so important. Uh, is Valentini and La Source the, the right pairing for France this year?
0: Yes, I think uh, the disposition—it's uh, one of the key uh, key of uh, of uh, the winning of uh, French national team. Uh, they have shown uh, this last year a very uh, uh, good uh, staff, and uh, I think the team can count on them. They have a very uh, good efficient. Uh, in uh, their shoot, and this is the most important for the wing, and uh, that's why uh, I think really that they are the key uh, player of uh, of uh, one of the key players of uh, French national team.
2: I, I think we couldn't let you let you go without asking about uh, one of your teammates, who's on the Romanian team, uh, one of the, the biggest stars in in handball history over the last ten years or so. Uh, Cristina Niagu is back with Romania this year. Whenever we talk about Romania, whenever we talk about CSM Bucharest, it's always Niagu. Uh, how do you feel she is at the moment? What kind of uh, shape do you feel she's in, and do uh, you think that she'll be able to drag this Romanian team far into the championship?
0: Cristina, I was really impressed about her. Um, I mean, their mindset, you know. Uh, I think she she have her national team in the heart, you know, and uh, doesn't matter. She will make everything to put up her team. She will make everything to bring her team uh, as far as possible. And uh, she's really uh, a champion. I can say just this: she is a champion. She just when she's on the court, she doesn't think. She just she just want to kill. She just want to to uh, to win. And uh, this is impressive uh, about her. Well, it's
3: been lovely talking to you, and I'm sorry we have to do this to you, but we do this to all of our guests today. Uh, this is a prediction show, so we're going to ask you for your Euro <laughs> predictions. We want gold medal, silver medal, bronze medal, and Oula. MVP of the tournament.
0: <laughs> Ooh la 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 la! See, this is huh?
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> no, no oh, easy y- questions y-
0: here. Y- y- ouais, the first of all i will i will uh, name the teams that i think uh, are uh, on the top 5 for me because uh, okay. and yeah, uh, uh, first of all uh denmark because i think denmark are really progressing this last year and uh, in continuity if they are in their continuity they should go in semifinal of course norway i don't see norway uh, go under a 5 uh france because they are a fighter. Uh, Netherlands, because they really surprise me. Uh, And uh, number five, uh, I hesitate between uh, uh, Slovenia and uh, uh, Germany, because uh, Slovenia is home, home and you know when you are home you have something special something will bring you this brings something special and they can really i think uh, reach something with this and germany also because i think they have a really uh, good player and uh, they can make something so this five so first two three <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it's hard <laughs> it's really hard i sorry <laughs> it's uh, yeah uh, ah, it's hard, huh?
3: it is very hard.
0: If I look, at... <laughs> I <don't really> get... <laughs> yes, it's hard because okay, the first four, the first four, I will say Denmark, Norway, uh, France, and Netherlands. The first four, okay, and after they in semi-final after i don't know a lot of things can happen really sorry okay. i cannot say no, I don't okay, know, okay. so really what, you don't know what can what, what happen about... you don't know what can happen but if i oh, bet yes. for the f- semi-final this four team <laughs> all right and what do you think then about mvp
3: maybe maybe that's something you could pick out a bit easier a player that you think can really shine uh,
0: but now uh, one girl um who is really in a really good shape and uh, outstanding for me, it's uh, Reistadt. For me, Reichstadt it's really, wow, she's really impressive, really, really impressive. So she, if she's in her shape, I think she can be a MVP. You,
2: you, Camilla Haram, and Michaela Messing have all said Henny Reista as the MVP. So uh, you're in good company. You all believe in yes. Henny for this championship. Uh, <laughs> 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 Lovely. And uh, Suraba, yes. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the championship yes. uh, from home. And, uh, and thank you so much for sharing your expertise. My pleasure. Thank you so much. That was Suraba taking a leaf from the Brian Campion school of uh, predictions, I think it's fair to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's a neat reference. I might need to explain that one. Yeah, so uh, whenever we ask Brian a question uh, to name uh, specific things, he ends up going through a list of every possibility and I think that's what we got <laughs> there for Saraba with her top six in the end, top six with Slovenia <laughs> and Germany, uh, but at least very decisive on the MVP, which is uh, a continuing trend, that's three out of three. We'll see if uh, our fourth guest later will, will do the same. But yeah, very interesting stuff there from uh, Siraba and uh, she believes her team will get to the semi final at least. But uh, getting through there, it could be a it could be a tricky group phase. Um, she said she saw Netherlands play uh, as well, and I mean, you mentioned all the players that are missing before we went there, but uh, they have, still have a very strong squad. Looking at France, though, first, 2018 champions. We uh, were right there in, in Paris four years ago, an amazing occasion. Uh, you mentioned the two losses to Norway, though. You have to stick that one in, Alex. Uh, do you feel like that <laughs> is uh, that had had is preying on them? <laughs> I, it, it must be. You know, you have these... Um
4: they're really the titans of, of women's handball at the moment and uh, especially their world championship uh, loss where france were four goals up at half time and norway were able to make that big comeback that's uh, you, you don't forget a game like that you, 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 no matter what you know no matter what the players say it's like oh we take it game by game you know, we're gonna think about our game against North Macedonia and then think about the next one. They're gonna be planning for Norway. Um and that's it's it just it's exciting, I think, um to see if they if they will match up in the final again. I'd watch the the trilogy, the third final in a row between those two teams. <laughs> I'd watch a game uh, earlier as well. It's gonna be good.
3: Yeah, one of your favourite players there in the mix, uh, Alex uh, grasse I think you have r- waxed lyrical over the years about how good she is and how she can conduct that orchestra there. I think, yeah, as you said, Chris, even with the likes of Glazor, No Candy, Pinot, Nia out, France just have so many options to call upon and so many good young options as well. Um, and I think it's, I don't know, I mean, this might be a bit controversial now, but I'd say they're probably our favourites at the moment. Even with all the fit, the changes that that, are co- that have come into the to the the Norway team, I don't know what, where do you stand on that on the favourites roll. Sorry, it's so tough about yeah, that. They, maybe they it's, take, maybe it's the Netherlands. Maybe it's
4: the Netherlands. <laughs> maybe it is the Netherlands. <laughs> yeah. Who seem to be impressing everyone?
2: <laughs> they, they were really impressive though um, in the uh, in that victory over Norway. And but but again, it's a team missing. A bunch of players but they they have uh, a new coach in as well uh perry johanneson is uh leading the way now uh handball's favorite uh freelance coach he's settled with the netherlands at the moment and he seems to have uh, instilled something a bit different in them uh in comparison to emmanuel Mayonard, who himself did an amazing job with the team but yeah they they just have solid players all over it's kind of the, the generational shift there's maybe Done now for Netherlands. The last couple of championships, uh, even the World Championship they won, it was like, oh, there's a bit of a, a generational shift going on here. Uh, it seems like the players, like the only house here, has uh, has settled into being a, a starting player for them. Also, Bo van Vadering out in the uh, the left wing, and uh, Brian. Maybe these are these are names that you should be pronouncing as your Dutch language expert.
3: Hey. Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah, so a lot
3: of people, as we said, have been hugely impressed with them. Um, and obviously Lois Abing is, uh, I'm not going to do all the Dutch pronunciation, Chris, people will tune out. Uh,
1: <laughs> At least give us a good
3: Lara van der Hei, us...
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh no, What's a good name to pronounce? Now, Nikki Hout was always the best one. That's a real, that's a real Dutch one. Um, Who is but, in the extended squad for the Netherlands.
4: She is, she? She is oh in the extended
3: Oh my, that is, I, I must have missed that name.
4: Maybe it wasn't like, in the final squad, but there was a uh, the extended was squad. Extended yes, squad. the
3: extended squad. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay. So there's a good question
2: here. There's a, que- a question here, lads, from uh, Women's Handball on the chat. Uh saying, so, sorry for so many questions. No, don't be sorry. Please continue <laughs> asking questions. Ask this more. is great. Uh, you are, you're fantastic. What do you think about Pullman's return? Will she have the same influence as when they won the world title? Uh, especially now that they're missing, uh, stars, the missing three stars—the stars we mentioned before Pullman is an interesting one coming mm-hmm. back into the team. Uh, she well, she, she was part of the team la- in the last championship, but you know, only played a few minutes here and there. Uh, then she had the fallout with Team Esbjerg and uh, left the club. She in the meantime has found a new club. She's in Nykøbing in, uh, in Denmark still. Still, you know, a a player who could be hitting her prime. She's just 30 years old. She's had her injury problems, but just a really exciting player when she's on form. And it would be nice to see her in full flow again. Mm. It does feel like it's been a while since we've seen her play like that for
3: for the Netherlands. And uh, if she does reach those heights again, well, there you have your gold medalist. Uh, Congratulations, Netherlands. (laughs) Uh, no. but I think, I think no, she's no. going to
4: have a chip on her shoulder I, I think her situation in Team Ashberg really wasn't a, uh, I, I think she'll want to prove something coming out of that she she was kind of cast aside and painted as a villain in that mm. uh, whole situation so I, I feel like she, she's the type of player who's going to have a chip on her shoulder going into this tournament and wanting to prove um, again that she, she's she is worth every, uh, um, everything. Uh, worth everything. Worth every. So, worth every penny. Worth every
1: penny. Worth every
4: penny. Worth every penny that I, Team Ashberg paid for and then
2: cast, cast her aside for. So uh, I think yeah. that's where it's going. Um, <laughs> they, it is. A, it is a really nice squad overall, and it feels like there's. They've got a full squad as well. They're not going to rely on the. Uh, the first seven or eight players, which is a big thing for them. Do we hop into the predictions? I'm mostly keen to see here how much everyone thinks North Macedonia is going to get their backsides <laughs> kicked by uh, in this. Before, before
4: we do this, I will just mention a few things. Enter our competition for this show. Mm. So do all of the yes. fun Twitch things. Enter... There's a jersey. There's a shirt for any team on the line. That's a prize that I want to win. I'm gonna start entering, make sure that there's a ball on the line just this evening you know there there's really good chances of winning that and of course, uh join our league on the home of handball um app. join the match predictor game. you know put in your scores along with us so you look at these uh scores and see that. I have France beating Macedonia by 12 goals in the first game. Uh, so uh, put in your own score and see if
3: you agree with that. Surely you can't win the prizes though, Alex. That would be very corrupt, wouldn't it? I, I think that's not going to happen. I, I, I want to win them,
2: at least. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh no, we all want to win them, but I don't know. I think it's
2: conflict of interest there but bit, is it? All the more reason why people should join. Don't let Alex win.
3: Made, yes, uh, exactly.
2: Message from today. Uh, also for the prediction uh, w- game.
3: Wait a second, Chris! Did you have two more bonus balls here again? How
2: many bonus balls? Yeah, did you have five on? in total. You had two <laughs> in the first one. You, you have one in group. Yeah, uh, you didn't put any in group D. Is that what you did? I didn't put any in group B. I put two here, ah. and I put one in group D. Yeah. Okay. I'm just I'm just seeing the two very... worst teams in the competition. And exactly, really clever like, tactic. Very, very, <laughs> i hope so
4: <laughs> very safe tactic you know if, if you yeah. might want to put a bonus ball on a shock result but that's what brian did last year it didn't really work out for him <laughs> yeah i mean i might Just... probably
3: i probably one of the bigger shocks in this group here with romania beating the netherlands and i think i've changed my mind since then so uh mm. i may need to shift that around a bit but who knows, early doors, first game of the tournament, Netherlands coming in feeling cocky after beating, having beaten Norway. Maybe Christina Niago has some different ideas.
2: I can totally see it happen. I mean, Nor- Netherlands, when they're at the most successful, they tend to lose a few dodgy games on the way. Uh, when they won the World Championship in 2019, I think they lost to Slovenia in the group phase. And, uh, and this could be a, a similar situation here. Uh, any, anywhere else we disagree though, in the predictions? Oh, yes, I the final game there, France I... versus Netherlands. Oh, yeah. I, actually, the
4: two final games, I've gone for oh, a yeah. few a couple of wild cards there. Uh-huh. Uh, the weirdest tournament for North Macedonia, I've predicted, where they're going to get destroyed by France, going to get absolutely ransacked by Netherlands and then come out and uh win a game to get into the main round uh against Romania so uh, i i've i've picked something a bit wild there but all of us yeah. have that game
2: quite close
3: yeah it'll, yeah, be, you've close. Gone for a, it'll be really close Chris, you you've gone for
2: a very very low scoring tie there for that France Netherlands oh, game yes. as well It'd be an absolute be slog. for the France Netherlands one yeah yeah i mean that's that's how france win games like that it's not by scoring 32 goals, it's by conceding 22 goals. (laughs) Yes. So I think we have our fourth and final guest of the evening ready. If I heard claimants correctly, maybe you can give me a double uh, confirmation there quickly. And uh, in the meantime, we're going to do a quick intro for Group D. That's going to be in lovely Podgorica. I tell you, Lance, when we spoke to the, uh, the Montenegrin duo, Uh, a couple of weeks ago on our first preview podcast. Just hearing Georgina and Jovanka talk about the atmosphere made me wish I was there. I'm going to be lovely Celia instead. Uh, It's going to be fine. There'll be uh, some nice Lashko on tap for me. But Group D in Podgorica, we have Poland in there. And uh, they're hoping to make the main round for the first time since 2014. Uh, Even though they've had some success in the world stage, uh, about you know seven eight years ago in the Euro they've always struggled. Uh, Montenegro champions ten years ago and co-hosts here in Podgorica, Germany looking for a uh, bright new chapter under their new coach Marcus Gaugish, and we have Spain, the 2019 World finalists. Uh, they were hosts of the World Championship last year as well, finished in fourth place there, and that leads us nicely to our final guest, Brian. Yes, our
3: final guest is a player, a right back who has over 100 caps for Spain. Uh, She's won uh, a world uh, championship. She's won the EHF Champions League with Giora back in 2018. It is Maria Gonzalez. There she is. Hello. Hey, Maria.
7: Hi. Hello. (laughs) How are you?
3: Good. I'll answer for everyone. We're all good. Uh, We're great. Thanks, Maria. We're we're all great. (laughs) Happy to have you here. How are you doing? How's your injury at the moment?
7: Oh, actually, I'm pretty good. I could start with the team just uh, before we stopped for now for the championship. So I had my first match with my team. Now I'm training normally with girls. I'm so happy to be back on the field.
3: Nice. That's good. So we'll take that maybe a great feeling
4: coming back from an injury.
3: Yeah. We're here now to talk... A little bit about the order with you. You've obviously, of course, excellent insight into the Spanish team itself. And um, maybe we look a bit at the group with Poland, Montenegro, and Germany. What do you make of the constellation of this group? Do you fancy Spain's chances to finish top, or where would you place them?
7: I w- I would say yes, honestly. I I think it's tough. Of course, it's a. Uh, European Championship, and every time you go to European Championship, you know it's not any easy game. But I think we really have the chances to finish first, and this will mean uh, mean a lot for the for the next round.
3: And coming up, of course, against the the hosts. I'm sure you've come up against a few hosts in your years. What's it like when you see that and you know you're going to be coming into that kind of atmosphere? You need to prepare for that a bit, or is it a different game to prepare for? How is that when you come up against a crowd like you're going to? They're going to witness in uh, in, in Montenegro.
7: Uh, I honestly think that uh, Montenegro and Spain have um, some things in common, and uh, I think uh, I don't know how I would say it in English, but let's say we have a lot of blood, like we have a lot of energy, a lot of um, something. Special inside of us that I think uh, with this kind of atmosphere is actually giving us one extra everything. I think uh, actually against Montenegro, Montenegro will be one amazing, I think, to enjoy. And I believe that Spain, as we are, we will be on the level for sure. I don't think we need to, I mean, I swear, not, not really extra prepared it's actually a pleasure to to play in this kind of atmosphere
2: talk to me a little bit maria about the uh the squad you have at the at the moment because I felt like at the the world championship last year uh playing at home there was um maybe it was the end of an era a little bit for for the team in one way a lot of people were building up to that championship a lot of feeling like okay we're gonna gonna have a big championship at home now it's you know, a year later already, another major championship, as is the case, and an Olympics to build up to in less than two years. Uh, what do you think about the the Spanish squad at the moment? How it has developed over the last few months?
7: I think we are quite lucky because we still get some of the uh, important and uh, experimented players. They're still with us. Of course, after the last Olympics, we... Uh, we lose uh, some important players like our our captain i mean we didn't lose but of course he's not uh, with us anymore and uh, uh, some youngs are starting to to be inside this is also very important because in one year and a half we's coming olympics actually like because of uh, the covid the olympics was, were moved now it's very very fast like <laughs> we don't even have if we finish Olympics, I feel like very soon is next one, you know, and I think this is very beautiful. But also like you have shorter time to prepare the team for to arrive to this point in the best condition.
4: It, it feels like with Spain, team, the national team always overperforms their individual players. Um, you, you look at the Spanish squad and uh, you have a lot of players playing in Spain, not playing necessarily at Champions League level, week in, week out. But when they come together, they're able to cause shocks. Why do you think that is? Is it just the Spanish style?
7: I, I think so. I think it's, uh, first of all, we have a good uh, school. Uh, we are, um, from when we are small, we, they, they learn us a lot how to read the humble. And I think this is helping it because even if you, some players, they are not, as you say, they are may playing the Spanish league and uh, uh, any Spanish team is uh, in the Champions League or important uh, uh, championships, we are able to make a struggles in, in some other teams because it's, it's hard to, to stop us. Also, I think the defense, it's very special defense. I think almost any team, I mean... I will, I will say in the national team, it's, it's playing this kind of defense. And I think it's very hard to get used to it. Like, you need to, to be patient with the ball, to don't rush uh, passing, otherwise you have wings, you have every, very structure for to take you in these moments.
3: And So who in the team now are you close with, or who, your, who would you be friends with most, or who are you in contact with now, right now? Or are you in yeah, contact with anyone I'm... in the team?
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I'm, I'm always in contact with uh, Silvia Navarro and Sandy Barbosa. And uh, I also have a uh, very close relationship with uh, Maita and Echeverria, but I have been speaking now most with uh, them too.
3: And would you have shared rooms with them at tournaments or who did you normally share rooms with?
7: Uh it depends on tournament. Um I have been a lot with Alicia Fernandez. Also sometimes with Sandy, but it's uh, mostly the national team who decide. But we really have oh, okay. a good uh, relationship inside of team, so we are not worried about this. We we are able to to be happy living with, with others like no problem. Yes. Yeah,
3: it, it always seemed to me like when I went to previous Euros that uh, the atmosphere, it also in the men's team on the Spanish side as well, that it, the atmosphere was unmatched in terms of other teams. It really felt like you were really, really enjoying yourselves. And once the handball was done and dinner was finished, whatever, they were always up for a laugh and a joke. And it was really, it seems to be important to relax for that team to be, to be uh, joking and messing around sometimes.
7: We really search for this. We know how stressful can be some moments, especially when things are not going bad. They're not going good. And we are really searching for these uh, moments of cheerful, of smiling that will help us also to perform in the field because humble is all about fun also, you know? So if you are not having fun, you will not perform. This is so important. So important for us.
2: There's a couple of players you mentioned there who I just want to ask you about uh, Alicia Fernandez, who who seems to be coming into to good form again. I remember in recent championships she has been or feels like she's been waiting to really have a major international breakthrough, and she's part of the let's say the Spanish contingent in Romania as well. You have many many players, including yourself there. Uh, she's part of the Rapid team. Uh, do you feel like she she's ready to, to kinda of take over this team in the center of attack?
7: I'm sure. I'm sure she's performing in very, very good level for already long time. And if, if she really feels healthy like and good with her body, it's impossible to stop her. And she's very important for us, especially now that Maria Pena is also still not uh, with the team. So yeah, I think that she will be she will be one of the best in the team for sure.
2: I just want to ask about Sylvia Navarro as well because uh, I I don't understand. She's forty three years old. She's uh, <laughs> I, I, I just, I'm I'm intrigued to know what what her secret is, and what keeps her. I guess I mean there needs to be a certain kind of motivation as well that goes with her. Something that's really special about her because she is uh, she's remarkable.
7: It's crazy. Like, if you ask me about Silvia Navarro, it's, I only can, I have chicken skin now, just thinking about her. It's, it's amazing. Her performance over the years, like every time Spain win a medal, it's always half of the medal we can give to her. been always amazing. And as you say, like 43 years, she is, I never see her in the physio room. Like it's, crazy this woman i swear and she's such a good captain such a such a beautiful heart it's it's i swear like if you ask me one player for me it's having remarkable her career i will say her for sure
2: and we had a nice question in there on the chat and oh, now i've lost it let me see if i can find it
4: but it, it was a yeah, question asked, from women's humble yeah.
2: uh, again yeah. uh, asking about the
4: uh, the world championship of 2019 um where uh, Spain played Montenegro and basically got that last minute winner from Barbosa to to get the medal um, and the question was what were your memories from that game
7: oh my god it's it's just crazy and actually the championship itself it was crazy but against Montenegro as you as I told you before like against Montenegro it's always a special match because so much energy inside, like we are really screaming all the time, one team, the other, we are kicking each other. We really give every time. That's why I'm so excited about this championship against Montenegro in Montenegro. But and especially, of course, this last moment that we win and that we see ourselves already very close to to the to the medal fight. It was really like amazing.
4: Really? So that's, that's definitely a game I'll be watching, uh, Spain-Montenegro, yes. in the preliminary round. That's, that's going to be straight up a highlight for me. Is there any other teams or any other games in the group stage that you're looking forward to?
7: Oh, honestly, Germany, I'm, I'm very looking forward. I know they change. I mean, I have uh, one of uh, my teammates is from Germany and I really like her. Uh, it's very nice to play with her and I know they changed the coach recently, uh, now it's the Game coach and I see how they are doing in Champions League like crazy good and very looking forward how they will do this championship, I think it will be also a team in hard for sure to beat this is my feeling
3: There was also another question there, well that's not really a question, it was more uh, talking about Silvia Navarro, saying goalkeepers are like uh, fine wine. The oldest is the greatest, which,
2: uh, <laughs> which I think
3: fits so with Navarro. Sure. <laughs> but, <laughs>
7: well, there's
2: that, a few players we can mention a, there that uh, fit.
7: And goalkeepers are always like, can change a game like completely. Like I, I always say to my presence, if I have to choose, first thing I will take is a good goalkeeper. <laughs> That's for sure.
4: <laughs> Goalkeepers win championships. No, I think we all agree on that.
3: So this is um, a prediction show, as you might have seen. And we've all of our guests today, we've given them the unfortunate task of making some predictions themselves. And you are going to be no different. So we're going to ask you to give your predictions now as well. We're going to need from you who's going to win the bronze, silver, and gold medal and then later on we'll ask you about who do you think will who will be the MVP of this euro
7: okay
3: don't worry we won't tell anyone so you can be honest
7: (laughs) okay okay first first you need to know I'm I'm with my heart, always. And every time they ask me what are my expectations, Is to win championships. So this, you need to know, sure. Spain will be first for me. Okay. <laughs> Good. So now I need Fair. to choose second and third. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I will say... Uh, <laughs> I will say second will be Norway. And... Third, I will put it there. If it's like this, with the Spain, I will put Spain, uh, Norway, and Serbia.
3: Serbia,
1: oh, okay. okay,
2: ah, okay, <laughs> that's, that's
1: all right.
3: You might have friends in the Serbian uh, team, huh? Wink, wink. Oh uh, yes,
7: <laughs> I, I I do have, and uh, I know I know they have uh, now uh, such a good feeling for this championship and. I feel a lot of champions, they, they start so good they just couldn't handle that the second part. So if they could handle the second part, they could be really like win a medal. So And they are close home, so…
3: Yeah. Should have a good crowd following them. Okay. It'll be some yep. story. So then what about your MVP now? Who do you think is going to be going yeah, to pick uh, up the MVP uh, trophy? Uh,
7: uh, the, then I, I would say if, if Spain is first then it will be Silvia Navarro the team, of course <laughs> there
2: you go oh, nice. beautiful <laughs> you're the, o- the, the only one of our guests who hasn't gone for Henny that. so you are unique uh, so good for you
7: <laughs> always 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 I don't like I don't like to go in the same direction
3: It's <laughs> good against the grain well thank you very much for talking to us it's
2: been a pleasure
7: hope you enjoyed Thanks yourself. You.
2: yeah. I'm and uh, enjoyed the championship.
7: Yes, Bye. we will for sure.
2: <laughs> Finally, someone who didn't go for Henny Rice there. That's uh, that's nice. Thank you, Maria Gonzalez. After hearing that, as Alex said, I'm really looking forward to Montenegro against Spain. I can't remember what I predicted for that one, so we're going we're gonna to find out very soon. But uh, let's we talk about Montenegro first? I think Clemens wants us to talk about Montenegro. Uh, Brian, <laughs> you, can talk you and I spoke about Montenegro, but also, yeah, sorry, I was going to say the exact same
4: thing. If you're interested to hearing a bit more about Montenegro, make sure to listen to the uh, our first EHF Euro Uninformed Handball, our pre- pre- preview podcast where we spoke to Ivanka Radicevic and uh, Joukovic as well. Uh, giving us their impressions of the tournament and it's going to be an exciting one for this Montenegrin team
2: Ryan, just wanted to plug the, the podcast we... yeah good, good job i i know that because also you forgot that uh yesterday when you were live you forgot we did that one <laughs> oh yeah that's the one i forgot i looked it up
4: today
1: i looked it up today
2: and i wanted to <laughs> make extra sure that you know what what work we did
0: <laughs> very good
2: uh, Brian, now that we've had a couple of weeks since we spoke to Jovanka and Georgina, and uh, the emotion has maybe subsided a little bit, how do you feel about this team?
3: And I'm still, I'm still buzzing from it, if I'm completely honest. Because maybe that's to do with the fact that the following week I went to Krim and it was a game, and jo- Jovanka Radisic won. What uh, was their? Uh, they've been waiting a long time for a win in the Champions League, and they got their win. But it was also a game in which Ivanka Radicevic was on the verge of breaking the all-time Champions League top scorer list, or, or she was about to take over uh, Anita Gerbitz, but fell a few goals short. And uh, so she is one of the most consistent wingers in world handball, and it's going to be no different at this tournament. And from talking to her on the last podcast, we know exactly what's going to What's going, to, what's going to take place when uh, the tournament rolls around. Full halls, big atmosphere, and the girls are really going to be up for it. And I think we could see a huge, huge tournament from Yakovich She's shown us some, some really big performances in the Champions League this season. Um, I think for me, most notably, was a huge game in FTC where she just ran the show. And I think she's due a
2: really, really massive
3: tournament, and I think she could do it this time out.
2: I'll tell you what I really like about this group. And it's always in a group with Spain. But I think there's three teams here that all, all fit that bill in Germany, Spain, and Montenegro. It's three teams that can literally beat anyone else in the group, but also could lose against everyone else in the group. So it, it wouldn't actually be the biggest surprise in the world if Poland win this group. They should probably finish last, but you really never know in this group uh, with these teams. Uh, Germany, they... Uh, as Maria mentioned and we mentioned before, I have a, a new coach in Markus Gaugisch, who's also the Biedigheim coach, and they've been flying this season. I uh, was so really excited to see what he's going to do with this national team. Apparently, he's he's delivered a bit more of a direct approach in the attack, which I think suits uh, the likes of Emily Bilk and uh, Alina Greisels. Uh, but, I mean, it's been a turbulent time in German women's handball over the last couple of months, uh, also with the change change of coach as well. Is, it it really hard to know what what to expect from them uh they have a lot of talent they also have a lot of expectation every time and uh yeah, hard to know what what will come out of this team uh do you have any feelings one way or the other brian or alex <laughs> i actually I, I like germany
4: uh this time around it, it seems like they're they are building something that their new style seems to be working, and they've they've really tested themselves uh, in the kind of pre-tournament matches. Uh, they've come up against uh, France, uh, who they lost twice to, but they were close games. Um, So definitely uh, nothing to uh, worry about there. They've also beaten Hungary, my hot favorites, uh, for this <laughs> tournament. So that's got to say something. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> Clearly
1: and then Drew with Romania. <laughs>
4: So, uh, I think that they have a bit of form. Um, and it's a group where the, there's no one team that stands out, as he said. Uh, I think it's, um, let's say, the only group uh, out, out of the four where there's just no single favourite. So, uh, I, there's a great chance that Germany can actually go ahead with full points out of this
3: group. Uh, I think <laughs> Poland minus uh, Carolina Kudlus. Glots, I think, are a, a bit of a different side. I mean, she is their absolute motor, so I think that's a huge loss for them. So that's it's going to it's, that's a, that's a tough that's a tough loss. And of course, everyone knows Kinga Krug from years ago when she played in the Budish Nost. And um, we only now really see her playing for the national team. We don't we're not blessed with her, her performances in the
2: Champions League anymore. Um, but still a that's decent a nice team coming. Going back to Podborita, yeah. yes. So- Inspire something there. I think Poland will lose all three games, but by no more than three goals. They're going to push everyone. That's a that's a nicer prediction than the ones that you made about Croatia two years ago. So I think I'm pretty safe. <laughs> We're just
3: saving us. What was it, nicer? Here,
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're
2: so afraid of being kicked.
3: What <laughs> wasn't that? Well, wasn't that lovely what uh, she said about uh, sylvia Navarro? That was uh, uh, quite a, a beautiful quote there. As she said she was never on the physio table and just the absolute heart and soul of the team. So that was, uh, she really sounds like she's a really inspirational character for that Spanish team.
1: I, as
4: you said, I guess, Alex, I just uh, imagine, um, Silvia Navarro to be a really incredible captain because you can tell she's she has she's very warm and she's going to be kind of you know be the heart of the team, as you said, but. I think she probably has a stare that would completely pierce you if you are being lazy at training or not having the right attitude during the the tournament or match. And it's it's this duality of her. I think this extremely lovely and warm and piercing uh, face. So uh, I think
2: that that's a great captain in my books. She has it in her locker to say to the likes of Lisa Chapchet and uh, to Paola Arcos, I've been playing international handball longer than you've been alive, so get your ass in gear. (laughs) There's really no excuse (laughs) for some of these players uh, when you have have someone like that uh, uh, standing behind you in goal. It's, uh, yeah, it's phenomenal.
3: And uh, Claiman's in the chat here. I'm 28 and have troubles getting out of bed in the morning. How is she still at this level of 43? Yeah. Not only get out of bed, a few other things as well, I'd say. But anyways, should we move on to the predictions?
2: <laughs> <laughs> got radio silence. Radio silence there. <laughs> but anyways, okay. Not all jokes, Lance. We'll move on. I, I was just waiting. <laughs> I was just waiting for something <laughs> dire to happen oh. to your picture, Brian.
3: Yeah, a black... Uh, Black square to cover up my face. Suddenly, yeah. okay, all right. Alex, again, no, no bonus balls. No what do no we have it here? What that's be- how confident. So, that's confident I am. <laughs> so, Chris, you, Chris, you've gone for another draw, which is disastrous, really, in terms of strategy. But anyway, <laughs> uh, you think Montenegro will Spain... It's probably a good shout.
2: In fairness, I mean, it's, in terms it's going to be a draw. League, I mean, did you did probably, you hear, Maria? It's going to be yeah. a draw. 24-24. Yeah.
3: I went very close well one,
2: actually. Yeah. <laughs> I,
3: I actually I don't know why I put a so high score and it's, it's never gonna be the high scoring. But anyways, I think it's probably more likely to be Alex's results. Plus one. Mm. Still from Montenegro possibly, but I don't it's not they're not gonna be scoring thirty goals.
2: Both of you going for Montenegro victories over Spain there, which is interesting. I think home advantage just would give them the edge there.
4: I've I've gone for yeah, a just,
2: disastrous tournament for
4: Spain, uh, apparently. Again, this is one of those where you look at individual <laughs> results
1: and you're like,
4: "Oh yeah, that could happen. Oh yeah, that's going to be a close game." I think it'll tilt
2: this way.
1: Then yeah. you put it all it'll together, and I
2: have Spain going out in the first round. <laughs> Spain going out in the first round, three losses out of three. But that is what I that I said that at the start. You know, it's it's a group where you know you have teams that could win all three matches, uh, but could just as easily lose all three matches. Uh, you have a also, Alex, 28-28 between Poland and Germany in the first round, which is interesting.
4: I do I? I have high hopes for this Poland team. Uh, I'm I'm not sure why, uh, to be honest. Uh, but I, I've been. Uh, I think they've impressed in previous tournaments that haven't been able to kind of get those results. Um I think that's roughly where they are. They're just taking another level for me in, at this tournament. So.
3: What I love there is Chris's bonus ball. It's Spain, uh, and, Poland. And your 13, bonus 33, 30, No, no, but yeah, but your, yours is 33-32. so really, really close game. So you're really yeah.
2: sure it's going to be a very narrow win. Yeah, like I said, Poland are going to push everyone hard. Um, I love there. we both went for bonus ball victories for Spain over Poland, and Alex has gone for a Poland victory. Um, yeah.
4: In the last World Championship, Poland did beat uh, both Slovenia and Montenegro. So, you know, they've got some results in them.
2: Ryan, you've gone for a draw between Germany and Montenegro. That's the only draw
3: I put down for the whole competition. And uh, I'd fancy, yeah, I think just... The defence that Montenegro are going to put up that day, I think Germany will will, will struggle against. But at the same I think Montenegro will maybe struggle with some of Germany's speed. So I think it will kind of cancel each other out. So I've gone for the only draw of my whole prediction game.
2: It's a, it's a good mix, this group, between the, the results that we've given. And I think that, that really does show just how open it is. Um, and probably the actual result will be somewhere in between all of them and none of us will be right. Um, six draws, perhaps. Maybe just a bunch of draws throughout the whole group. <laughs> then what happens? Could be. could be. <laughs> yeah. Flip a bunch of coins. Uh, yeah. Okay. There's uh, all of our predictions for the preliminary round. And uh, hopefully that's given you enough inspiration or warning uh, to make your own predictions before the group starts on Friday. Some predictions that aren't on the... Uh, on the app, where you can see in the bottom left-hand side of your screen. If you scan that QR code now, you can get in and join the group with us. Otherwise, I believe on the chat there's also a link for those of you who are on uh, on the phone watching. Good news, lads! I just got uh, my negative COVID test, so I'm allowed to go to the Euro tomorrow. Good times! Hey, hey, good. That is good. Uh, the EHF still being nice and careful with COVID testing before the championship, uh, making sure that uh, us mere mortals will not bring in any COVID and infect the players. And uh, we're almost finished. So there's maybe one last chance uh, to uh, enter the giveaway, unless Clements has given out the prize already. I don't think he has. So we have a signed this is- match ball signed by a team of your choice and a signed Jersey. The jersey from a team of your choice as well. Only a few entrants in there. Some of you being lazy, watching at home, feeling, ah, oh, maybe there's not a good chance of me winning here. But if you look at the bottom left-hand corner, a lot more of you have entered uh, the uh, the league than have entered prediction league than have entered this giveaway. So giveaway is a good chance to win a prize. So we'll give you, uh, oh, that's it, Rados, He's just joined and uh, Billy Vitez saying, no, not lazy here. I think there's a, a good chance we could have our winner from those two commenters. Billy's already won a ball uh, last time. Okay, so I'm just, I'm just getting uh, voices in my head here from Clemens, which I'm <laughs> responding to. Uh, so, yeah, last chance to enter that one. And in the meantime, we have some big predictions to make. We have asked all of our guests to make these predictions. So I think it's only fair that we do the same. Now, Brian. There are three medals available. Tell us why all 16 teams have a chance of winning them. Okay. Let's start with Switzerland.
3: Switzerland? (laughs) (laughs) They've never been here before. No. um, Bronze medal, I'm going to go for Denmark. Silver, I'm going to go for Norway, gold, France.
1: Ooh.
2: Okay.
3: MVP? MVP. Cleopatra Dallo.
2: Okay. Yeah. Mm. in favorite of yours. I also had a couple of other categories that we didn't ask other people. If you have it on your mind, top score and best young player. Think about it. <sighs> On, I'll think on. about that. You do yours
3: first, and I'll think about that. Mm. So, Chris, your top
2: three. I can get my top three. My top four is exactly the same as Sarabat Dembele, Pavlovich's. What's your top six? My top six? <laughs> <laughs> so, bronze medal to Denmark. Silver medal, Netherlands. Gold medal, Norway. MVP, Henny Reista. Oh, top score, Anna Gross or Nathalie Hagman. I'm going to go for uh, Anna Gross. Best young player. Still only 21. Paulette Foppa. Feels a little bit like cheating. <laughs> I'll, I'll pick Henny Reista as my best young player. MVP
1: <laughs> score.
2: <laughs> Norway That's to win. Even more cheating. Norway to win. <laughs> it is
4: Norway to win. Um, beating Denmark in the final, who are going to make another incremental step. In bronze. See, I, I, I talked about Hungary and the surprise because I think Hungary will make a semi final but I haven't decided if they're going to win a medal because Hungary making a semi is going to be... You know, is that enough of a shock for I've, you, lads? I have
2: I've bad news for you, Alex. Uh, Norway, can Hungary, happen. And Denmark, <laughs> Norway, Hungary, and Denmark can't all make the semi-finals. <laughs> so only two of them will. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, oh. oh. Oh, come the back to me, Brian! What's your best young player? Unfortunately,
2: unfortunately <laughs> the format the format of the Euro is against you here. The draw oh, was yeah. not favourable. Yeah, c- come back to me, Brian. You
4: give me your young.
3: Player. Uh, I can't think of a young player. I'll go with uh, the the younger Dembele from France as the young player of the tournament. Uh, Audrey Dembele. And then I'll say that top scorer will be Henny Rice
2: that, of course. Yes. Okay. MVP. You gave. Oh, uh, I said Cleopatra Dello. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They won't give it to
3: both. So Henny Rice will get top scorer, and then Dello will get the the MVP. We've all know, Alex. Don't worry. We can <sighs>
4: I've committed too much to Hungary, but uh, Norway. Norway, Hungary. And France are my top three.
1: No I don't way, know hungry why I've So much
2: hungry. Yeah. Yes. Okay. They're gonna cause some heartbreak for Denmark. Yeah, yeah no, I
4: think so. Okay. Yeah, I, I, think that, I think France are pretty clear in that second half of the draw. Um, I really think they're gonna. But yeah, my MVP is still going to be rice Reistad uh, and and top scorer and yeah and top scorer happens, top scorer but anyway and okay. best young player <laughs> <laughs> and best young player <laughs> uh, yeah it's work to be top scorer why not that's, that's
2: okay all right she takes the penalties true the good stuff have we given away some prizes yet Clemens We haven't yet. Uh, Clemens, it's time to give away the prizes, the signed match ball and the signed jersey. Winner. It is Bill Vitez, 1950, (laughs) gets the signed shirt from a team of your choice and uh, maybe you can comment and say who the team of your choice is already. Which team would you take, lads? Which jersey would you want? I think I'd like the Dutch Um, one. Dutch is a nice one. Uh, ah, he's in Australia. Ah, good luck to you, Clement, sending that one to Australia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, congratulations, Bill. I, I The Norway jerseys, I think. Are the best. I, I've
1: Norway's always best. wanted a Norwegian Christmas, jersey. 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 Oh, they're just yeah. Bill, they're so cool. Bill
2: wants Croatia. That's good as well. And uh, now for the ball. Jimmy. Is Jimmy, Jimmy is, uh, we can't really see a, that. A Jimmy has one i jimmy i jimmy, I, jimmy. I, jimmy. Ah, jimmy. I, yes i jimmy's got a signed match ball uh, signed by a team of your choice so the ball will be the same regardless just be signed by a bunch of players from a team of your choice congratulations hey
3: good there he stuff. is
2: jimmy. I, jimmy good stuff to uh good game for all the winners thank you all for watching all of you who watched all the way and uh even uh, thank you even more to those of you in the future who will have listened to all of it without the uh, <laughs> without the visual <laughs> accompaniment of us. Um, it's been great. A lot of fun uh, getting the predictions uh, from all of us, from you as well, at home and uh, some actual expert opinions as well from Camilla Harum, Michaela Messing, Maria Gonzalez and Sarava Bailey Pavlovich. Any, any final words, Brian or Alex, before we make our way to uh, the euro tomorrow
3: No, this days i'm just looking forward to the handball getting started and um hoping for a, a good atmosphere in skopje
2: we'll have podcasts every couple of days alex will be live a lot on here on the twitch won't you alex when are you when you when is your first actual ehf euro 2022 championship live stream here on the home of handball twitch channel that's a really good question chris uh, <laughs> I, I, I,
1: well.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but it will be on the first day of the championship, the 4th of November. We'll be back here for a show, uh, which will happen before the first game. In There'll be watch along for the games. In between the games, there'll be another show and uh, a watch along for the evening game. So a lot of uh, great stuff to look forward to. Throughout the term, we'll be on pretty much every second day. We'll have a podcast coming To you every second day throughout the championship as well. So, if you don't follow us already, do follow us at uh, Uninformed Handball Hour. You can just search for Handball Hour on your favorite podcast platform, whether that's Spotify, Apple, anywhere else you want. And uh, follow us on Twitter, again, at Handball Hour, and Instagram. So, lots of content coming your way through all of that. And I'm sure the handball is going to be just as good as the content that we're
2: going to be putting together <laughs> <laughs> big promise <laughs> so, from us uh, just a couple of days before the most predictable ehf euro of all time good night and uh, <laughs> see you all on friday <laughs>